What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. And we're live. Thank you, Rachel. Good afternoon and welcome to Dream Vision 7 Radio. You're listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. And uh, go ahead and give us a call today. Uh, we're live, area code 646-558-8656. And as always, hit star nine to raise your hand. Um, always love your comments and questions. Uh, always so thoughtful and um, just an amazing audience. So thank you so much. And I hope everyone had a phenomenal Thanksgiving holiday um, and uh, holiday season is um, in full gear, full swing. Uh, and so wishing everyone a safe and uh, wonderful and blessed holiday season. And uh, whatever, whatever holiday you may be celebrating uh, in the coming weeks. And so today's topic is going to be food temperatures. Um, I find that in the last you know, decade and a half uh, of my practice, that has been the source of uh, the most confusion for my clients and uh, the source of uh, just, just one of the things that, that we know nothing about here in the West um, that they know about very well in the East and that they have practiced for thousands of years. Uh, we have a tendency to think here in the West that, um, you know, food is food, calories are calories, and that's the end of it. Uh, whereas there's a whole science to food uh, that is practiced in the East that I'm hoping to at least introduce you to today. Um, I've spoken about it many times in the past, uh, but I wanted to dedicate a podcast specifically to that because I think it's so important. Um, it's the, the single biggest change that I can say my clients make that gives them the most, um, we'll say rapid results. Um, you know, there's a lot that we do that give people results overall, but the confusion about food temperature, how to prepare your food, whether to eat raw food or cooked food, whether to eat spicy food or not, whether to eat red meat or not, wheat products, dairy products or not, uh, is a source of great confusion. And when you look at studies, when you go out and you read uh, different things on the internet, there's so many different opinions. And there's a reason for that that we'll talk about today. It's, it's again, because when someone writes a blog post or uh, you know does a podcast like I'm doing today, 
we don't know who we're talking to, right? We don't know the specifics of the person on the other side getting the information. We don't know what their health status is. We don't know what their core body temperature is. We don't know what their health conditions are. So we, we're giving very broad recommendations. And so people get confused by that and think that something is healthy uh, when it's not, uh, it's not that it's unhealthy, but it's not suitable for them. Uh, and so I'm hoping to take some of that confusion out today. I think it's going to be a great podcast. Um, and I, I can only anticipate the wonderful questions that will be coming up. And so how do we know what temperature that our foods should be, right? That goes back to knowing your six dynamic metabolic types. And, you know, again, we're not talking about what people commonly hear about when they hear the word metabolic type. Oftentimes people uh, think of, about the terms mesomorph, ectomorph, endomorph, uh, that they hear about their metabolic type, um, you know, with a, a, an endomorph being, um, you know, of a particular stature, you know, a mesomorph being of a specific stature and an ectomorph being of a different stature. Um, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what I term dynamic metabolic type. The reason for that is because your, your metabolic type is not static. It's not something you're born with and that you have for the rest of your life. It, it's something that you flow through. And so you may be a cold deficient dynamic metabolic type for several years and then transition to a cold excess dynamic metabolic type, or you might transition from a hot excess to a cold deficient, uh, or you could go from one metabolic type to another. And that all depends on what's going on in your environment, what's going on inside your body, what type of food you're eating, you know, what your diet is. Um, all those things change you. They, they cause you to change. And so you can, if you are going in a specific direction, you're going to change, right? Um, something's going to happen. So if you're eating a lot of raw food, that will be dropping your body temperature over time. So you can imagine if you're eating raw food consistently and daily for extended periods, that your body temperature would slowly drop, right? And people are under the false impression that their body temperature will just rebound. You know, that we have this automatic balancing system in the body that will make our body temperature go back to normal. And while that's not untrue, if we force the body with raw and cold food for too long, it will reset itself at a low, a low temperature. So it will try to reset itself back to 98.6, for example. If you've been on a raw vegan diet, for example, and, and your temperature was 98.6 last year, but now that you're doing a raw vegan diet, your body temperature is just slowly declining over time. And now maybe it's 97 degrees, right? Your body will try to get you back to 98.6, but if it's constantly getting uh, you know, fed cold foods that keep dropping its temperature, it will reset itself um, to that new normal. And again, we say that's not really normal. Normal is 98.6. Just because your temperature dropped to 97 doesn't make that normal for you. Uh, and so, yes, your body will reset to 97, but that's not where it wants to be. It's just having to deal with that because that's what you're forcing it to be, if that makes sense. 
And so it's important to start to learn like, okay, how do I balance myself? First of all, where am I? What is my dynamic metabolic type now? Um, and, and how far from the balance point am I? Balance point is you're neither hot nor cold. Balance point is you're neither deficient nor excessive. You know, uh, and you're right at that Goldilocks zone. You're in that sweet spot where you feel good. You're not tired. Um, you know, you can uh, do all of your activities. You wake up feeling good. You feel pretty good all day. You know, you can exercise. Uh, you eat normally. Your appetite is normal. Uh, you know, all those things are normal all throughout the day. And then as, as you know, time goes on and now it's in the evening time and it's getting to be time to go to sleep. Now you're starting to feel a little sleepy you know, you're winding down, that's normal, right? Anything that's outside of that is not normal. And so there's something going on, right? And if you know what your dynamic metabolic type is, you can know where outside of the realm of normal you are and how to get back to normal, right? Uh, and so that's the purpose of the dynamic metabolic type. Um, so there are six types, as we learned in previous podcasts. Um, and if you want to know, if you don't already know what your dynamic metabolic type is and you want to find out, you can go to our website at awakenedwellnessnow.com and just uh, be aware that Awakened has an ED at the end. Uh, so it's awakenedwellnessnow.com. You can download our Wellness Warrior Burnout Assessment uh, and Guide so that you can work your way through the five simple questions to know your dynamic metabolic type. So why is it important to know what your dynamic metabolic type is, is because it tells you where you are. Like, how is your metabolism out of balance? It will tell you how it's out of balance. It will tell you if you're too cold, too hot. It will tell you if you're too deficient or too excessive. Um, and what those mean are, you know, if you're cold, that means your body temperature tends to be below 98.6. You could be as low as 97, 96. If you're cold, you feel cold. You're the one with the jacket on all the time. Uh, you're the one that never wants the air conditioner on. You're the one that doesn't like fans. You're the one that takes jackets with you everywhere you go, even in the middle of the summer. Uh, you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type. Whether you're deficient or excessive depends on um, how you respond to things. So how you respond to various uh, activities. So if you wake up and you feel okay, maybe you're a six out of 10 in terms of your energy scale, but that energy just falls as you move through your day. You start out at a six out of 10, but after a few hours, you're down to a five and then you're down to a four. And then if you exercise, you crash down to a three or a two. Um, or you feel horrible the next morning if you exercise, or you're too tired to exercise. You don't even dare exercise because you're tired all the time. That tells you you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type. So once you know if you're hot or cold or neutral, then you'll know if you're deficient or excessive. How do you know if you're excessive? Uh, you might wake up at a certain number. If you're a six out of 10 when you wake up, moving around makes you feel better. So if you wake up at a six and as you move around uh, during the day, you go up to a seven, you go up to an eight, working out makes you feel great. You know, um, you know, you go to the gym and your seven goes up to a nine afterwards and you're feeling great. And if you sit still for 30 minutes, an hour, you feel worse. Your number starts to drop if you sit still. 
In other words, you know you're an excess dynamic metabolic type if you have to always kind of be moving, if you have to be in motion, if you're the one that constantly has to stand up and move around, um, you know, exercise, uh, you know, consistently or you don't feel good, um, you are of an excess dynamic metabolic type. What that means is there's stuff in your body that doesn't belong there that is in your way. So there's excessive amounts of inflammation, for example, or there may be excessive amounts of toxins uh, in your system that are blocking the movement of your energy. Uh, and so, you know, you make and use your energy every day from the food you eat, the oxygen you breathe. And so that gets converted to energy and then your body has to distribute that energy all over into all your cells. So you're made up of at least 60 trillion to 100 trillion cells. And so each, each and every one of those 100 trillion cells has to get energy in order to do its job. And so that energy has to flow. It has to move. If you have a lot of inflammation in your body, if you have a lot of toxins in your body, that energy won't move. It will be stuck. And that is an excess dynamic metabolic type. And again, you know you have an excess dynamic metabolic type because you have to force the movement. So you have to get up and move all the time so that you force the blood to flow through your body so that you force the energy to move. Um, that's how you know you are of an excessive dynamic metabolic type. Um, so once you know which dynamic metabolic type you are, then you have a good sense of how to remedy that. Um, and so temperature of food is really important if you are of a cold or a hot dynamic metabolic type. So if you have a cold dynamic metabolic type, in, in Chinese medicine, in Eastern medicine in general, the treatment is if you're too cold, you need to warm yourself up. If you're too hot, you need to cool yourself down, right? So that you get back to balance. If your temperature is always 99 degrees and change, you need to get it back down to 98.6, right? If it's 97 all the time, you need to get it up to 98.6. And you can do that with food. Uh, and food is probably the best way to do that because, um, because it's what supplies you with your energy directly. So if, if the thing that's supplying you with your energy directly is also helping balance out your temperature, uh, that will be kind of a, a double win, if that makes sense. Um, and so why is it so important to balance out your temperature, right? Why is that so important? It's because your body is very sensitive to temperature. So just because your normal is 97 degrees doesn't mean that's where your body wants to be. It just means that's where it's forced to be because it can't do anything any differently. Um, and so People who run into those situations tend to uh, be the ones that eat a lot of raw food for extended periods of time where they have dropped their body temperature. Some people are constitutionally that way. It's not something you necessarily did. You were just kind of born that way. Um, and perhaps, you know, your thyroid is not uh, as active as it needs to be. So it's not maintaining your body temperature normally. So there are other things that could be involved. But food is a really good way to help your body to get back to a normal temperature. Um, and so once you get back to a normal temperature, you want to hold that temperature, right? So if you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type, the way that you remedy that is with foods that are warm. 
uh, foods that are well cooked, foods that are a little spicy. Uh, and so foods generally have certain temperatures and energies, if you will. And that is the basis of Chinese herbal therapy uh, in many ways. So one of the, one of the uh, qualities of Chinese herbs is they can be cooling, they can be warming, uh, some are hotter than others, some are very cold, some are just a little cold, some are neutral. Um, and it depends on how the herbs are prepared. Um, it depends on what the herbs are made out of. You know, so cayenne pepper is a great example of a super hot herb, uh, super hot spice. So if you have a super low body temperature, cayenne pepper is going to bring your temperature up. Now, once your temperature is normal, you want to be careful not to keep having a lot of cayenne pepper, right? Because obviously, if you if you normalize your body temperature and you keep eating a bunch of hot stuff, of course, you can imagine now you're going to go up too high and you don't want that. So once you don't feel cold all the time anymore, that's the first sign that, hey, I think my body temperature is normalizing. Now I need to do something that's more neutral, right? Um, and so foods have different temperatures. So cayenne pepper, jalapeno peppers, um, habanero, you know, those are super hot. Um, and then there are things that are less hot, like cinnamon, uh, ginger. Curry, you can dial it up and make it hotter and hotter depending on how much curry you use. You know, so if you use a little bit of curry, it's, it's warm. If you use a lot of curry, it gets hotter and hotter. Um, turmeric is warm, not super hot right? Uh, fennel is warming. Ghee is warming. Um, certain things are, are cooling and you want to avoid those like peppermint, right? So you put a kind of pepper in your mouth, <clears throat> excuse me, your mouth burns. So you know that's hot, right? It's obvious. When you put a peppermint in your mouth, you know, and you kind of suck air in, you can feel how cool it is. So peppermint is cooling. So peppermint will drop your body temperature, whereas cayenne will raise it. You know, and um, <clears throat> we have food lists in our Wellness Warrior nine-week transformation program. Um, you can also Google some reliable Chinese medicine websites uh, to know what lists of foods are hot, what lists of foods are cold. Uh, let's see if I think we have a question already. Great. Um, didn't realize my temperature would reset because of cool foods. I heard my weight will set itself at a specific weight by cutting my metabolism. Are these related to my diet choices, cool foods versus warm food? They can be, right? Um, so if you are of a cold dynamic, <clears throat> excuse me, cold dynamic metabolic type already, and you eat foods that are cold and raw, sorry, let me grab a little water here. Sorry about that. Got a frog in my throat today. So if you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type and you eat foods that are cooling, you know, raw foods, cold foods, frozen foods, um, you're gonna drop your temperature more. What happens when you drop your temperature too much is things slow down. So we can see that in nature, right? When the temperature drops, uh, like in the winter months, people sleep more, right? Or they're supposed to sleep more. Animals will hibernate. Um, trees will go dormant. Plants will go dormant, right? Um, leaves fall off of trees, right? So the metabolism of a tree slows down in the winter, right? The metabolism of animals will slow down in the winter. Our metabolism will also slow down in the winter. 
Uh, and so you want to be very careful not to cool your body temperature down because you know you can see out in the earth if we slow things down for example water if you cool water down there's a point where you can cool it down so much that it freezes and it actually stops moving right and canadians go ice skating on lakes because of that right so the water freezes when it reaches a certain temperature things slow down and then they will freeze uh, the same thing potentially can happen in your body, except obviously, you know, most people, you know, water in their bodies will not freeze unless they have, you know, excessive hyperthermia, they fall through the ice into the, the water. But on a normal scale, what happens is if your body temperature is too low, things will just slow down, they'll get sluggish. And so your circulation will become sluggish, your metabolism will become sluggish. And what that means is you will burn fewer and fewer calories, and that makes people more likely to gain weight. Uh, so you can have a, a cold body temperature and gain weight because of that, because your metabolism slows down when it's too cold. So that's why warming up helps. Um, so eating foods that are warmer, spicier, you know, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, fennel, um, garlic, onions are warming. Um, red meat is warming. Gamey meats are warming. Um, you know, uh, eggs are less warming. They're kind of neutral as compared to red and gamey meats. And so if you have a cold body temperature, red meats would suit you uh, in most cases because if you're too cold, you want to warm up. And so revving up your metabolism uh, will help you lose weight, actually. And it'll also help you feel better. It'll help you feel less sluggish and more energetic because it's raising your metabolism. So as you raise your body temperature from being too cold to going back to normal, you raise your metabolism. And what that means is you're going to burn more calories and you're going to be able to distribute more energy throughout your body so that your body can perform more body function. Uh, so that's a great question. Um, and I think we're up for our first commercial break. So you are listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milena Riobe. And when we come back from this commercial break, we'll tackle the rest of these questions and we'll keep talking about food temperatures and how uh, you can best take advantage of them. Thank you. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. 
Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Ryobe, and today's topic is food temperature, why it matters, and uh, how you can make it work best for you. And so getting back to cold dynamic metabolic types, so you want to warm up with, you know, spicier foods, um, you know, uh, red meats may benefit you, gamey meats may, may benefit you, and then staying away from foods that are cooling. So greens drinks would not be uh, a friendly approach to someone with a cold dynamic metabolic type because that will make you colder because greens are typically cooling. So raw spinach, raw kale, you know, raw collards, um, raw vegetables in general, cauliflower, broccoli, um, all those things in their raw forms are very cooling. Um, and so if you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type, that would not be beneficial to you. Not that greens are unhealthy, they're not. But if you don't know who you are matching yourself up to the right temperature of food, they can become you know, unhealthy for you as an individual if you're too cold already. And so uh, that's why it's so important to know because 
things are healthy. It's not that they're not healthy. Red meat is healthy uh, if it's properly, you know, sourced. That's critical, right? So when we say you can have red meat if you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type. You have to be very cautious in how you select your red meat, right? You want it grass-fed, uh, grass-finished, you want it uh, organic. You want to make sure it's not been fed hormones. It's not been fed uh, genetically modified grains. It's not uh, been given uh, uh, foods that have been uh, coated with pesticides, right? So there's so much detective work that goes into the food that we select. Uh, so you want to be careful if you're going to increase the red meat in your diet because you're a cold dynamic metabolic type that you're doing it in the right way. Uh, and so, you know, same thing with your, your vegetables, right? Uh, make sure they're organic. So if you are of a cold dynamic metabolic type, you want to make sure your vegetables are always cooked uh, so that you warm them up and then you put some spices in them. So that way they're benefiting you. You're still getting the nutrition, especially if you just make yourself a broth. So you keep everything in the broth, right? So you're not boiling out your nutrients and things like that. Or you can make like a bone broth and throw a bunch of leafy vegetables in that and make sure that it's just a little bit spicy. Um, again, don't you don't want it burning your mouth. You know, it, it's, it's not... Uh, it's a slow and steady wins the race type of approach. So you don't want to burn your mouth with spices and think you're going to fix the problem overnight. You're going to make yourself sick doing that. So it's this very slow, steady pace of just slowly increasing your body temperature. Because if you shock your body, it's not going to reset itself at normal. It's going to get stressed out and then it's going to spin out in some other imbalance. And so it's just this very slow, steady thing, just like weight loss. You don't want to drastically lose weight. Uh, you want to very slowly and steadily lose weight because you want your body to adjust to the changes that you're introducing to it so that it resets itself where you want it. You know, um, and so that's why it's important to do things slow and steady as opposed to abruptly and quickly. Uh, your body will not uh, do well under the circumstances. So it's just this slow building of body temperature over time with things that are warming. So if you want to add a little bit of cayenne here and there, you can, you know, but you don't set your mouth on fire. That's not the point. Um, and you just want to make sure everything's cooked in a broth or, or in a bone broth or in a soup uh, is great because then you keep all the nutrition in the food uh, and you don't boil off as much. Um, and so that's for a cold dynamic metabolic type. And then in the winter months, yeah, in particular, especially if you're outside a lot and you're exposed to the cold, it's even more important to be mindful of temperature. Right. Um, so, but if you're in the heat all the time, even when it's the winter time, then that's not quite as critical. But if you still feel cold all the time, that's telling you you're too cold and you need to warm yourself up with warming food. Um, so let's see, I think we had another question here. My friend always asks for tepid water, no ice at restaurants. She says it's not good to drink cold drinks with food. Is this true? Um, kind of, yes. Um, I would say most of the time it's true. Um, I know the waitress is always weirded out when she asks for no ice and they usually bring ice water anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a thing, right? At restaurants um, with ice. But um, in Eastern traditions, room temperature water is important. Um, part of the reason for that is your stomach does not like to be cold. 
um, at all. It likes to be very warm. Uh, it needs to be very warm to function. Um, so for when you eat your food, it's your, you start to digest your food, obviously, in your mouth. You're chewing. You're mechanically chewing your food. Your stomach, though, is getting primed to get that food. Uh, and it's going to want to raise its temperature. And it needs to be 100 degrees in order to um, produce the enzymes, the proteins that you use to break the foods up into smaller and smaller pieces. Um, you know, so your food doesn't stop being digested once you stop chewing. It goes down into the stomach and then you have enzymes or proteins that your stomach um, um, your stomach doesn't produce them, the pancreas does, but in order to be activated in your stomach, your stomach has to be very warm. So your stomach gets the food, the enzymes come in, and your stomach needs to be about 100 degrees. That's why your stomach makes hydrochloric acid, to keep its, itself warm. So acid is warming, um, you know, uh, bases or alkaline foods are cooling. Uh, so hydrochloric acid is warming. So it helps keep your stomach temperature at 100 degrees so that those enzymes can work uh, and start to really chew up the food. So your food has to be con continue to be chewed up by the enzymes to make them smaller and smaller and smaller so that by the time they get past your stomach into the small intestine, they're so tiny that they can be absorbed into the cells of the small intestine into your bloodstream. And that's the most efficient way to digest your food. So if you're always eating, uh, if you're always drinking cold beverages and you're cooling your stomach down too much, then what's going to happen is you're not going to digest your food properly. And so there is some truth to that. So you just want to be mindful. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't ever have an iced beverage. It just means you don't want that to become a habit. You know, so if you're out on a summer day and it's, it's you know, <laughs> 100 degrees out and you're sweating and, and you want to you need to cool yourself down then absolutely you can have a nice beverage it's when you make it a habit you're constantly having iced beverages that you're going to run into trouble so i hope that answers your question that's a good question um question i read today that potatoes can actually help you lose weight less calorie dense and filling is how they explain this happening what do you think of potatoes potatoes are uh warming to neutral um and yes they are a starchy carb um you know potatoes get a bad reputation um it just depends on the size of the potatoes that you eat right um and so and and how they're cooked right so if they're cooked as french fries in a vat of oil, then now you've made them unhealthy, right? But in and of themselves, they're not unhealthy. Um, they're fairly neutral. So if you're of a cold or a hot dynamic metabolic type, you can actually have potatoes. Um, you can bake them, you can boil them, um, you can, you know, throw some spices on them. And again, if you are the cold dynamic metabolic type, you want to make sure that you're using warming spices on your potatoes so you make your potatoes warmer, right? If you are of a hot dynamic metabolic type, you want to be careful not to add a lot of spices into your potatoes because then you're going to overheat yourself. You don't want to do that. Um, and so potatoes um, are also a prebiotic. Uh, so if you cook them and you eat them warm, they are a calorie-rich food. Uh, so they, they uh, count as a starchy carb. 
So you, I, I tell people use the fist method, right? You don't want a gigantic potato. You just want one that's about the size of your fist and that's plenty. Because it's starchy, I usually recommend people eat those types of foods earlier in the day and not later in the day. Because when you're eating starchy carbs or sugar foods, um, whether they're starchy or not, um, they are still going to count as calories. And if you eat them just before you're going to sleep or just before you're going to sit around and do nothing, if your body can't burn them immediately, uh, once the sugar gets into your bloodstream, remember that it's going to be stored as fat. Your body has no choice uh, with what it can do with carbs. Uh, and so that's why it's very uh, important to not only know the temperature of your food, but what is the food? Is it a is it a carb? Is it a protein? Is it a fat? If it's a carb, you want to be very, very careful with your carbs because your body has no choice. It either has to burn it right away, which means you have to be moving and active and doing something, uh, you know, soon after you've eaten that potato so that it gets burnt up and used as energy. If you're eating it at night, it's like eight o'clock at night and you're eating potatoes and then you're gonna go sit on the couch or go to sleep in a half hour to an hour, just be aware that your body has no choice but to store that as fat. There's no choice. Your body can't just leave sugar in the bloodstream because it knows sugar is toxic. Um, so sugar is important because it's used as energy, but it's also toxic. So your body has a very tight way that it wants to control blood sugar. That's why diabetes is so dangerous, right? So if you lose the ability to control your blood sugar, uh, that is diabetes. And that's why diabetics have a reduced life expectancy. That's why they have such bad circulation, blindness, uh, you know, kidney diseases, uh, circulation problems, uh, because sugar is toxic, it's poison. So it has to be handled very, very carefully in your body. And so uh, if that mechanism breaks, it's very dangerous. So you don't want to push that mechanism by having sugar too late in the day, unless you're going to burn it off, right? If you're going out on the town and you go dancing for hours on end, if you want to have a starchy potato and a protein, before you go out, that's fine because you're going to burn it, right? Um, but if you're just going to watch a movie on the couch and then fall asleep, you don't want that starchy carb. So hope that answers your question. Um, question, I'm taking a lot of turns lately after dinner or I wake up, oh, uh, taking a lot of tums, I'm sorry, lately after dinner or I wake up with heartburn. It seems that it should be connected to spicy foods. Is that true? My wife says it's because I eat too much. <laughs> um, it could be many things, right? So I would say, first of all, to get evaluated so you know what the heartburn is, is caused by. Um, it can be an infection in the stomach. It can be an infection in the small intestine. It could be related to the foods that you eat. Um, so if you're eating really late at night and um, you're, you're uh, sedentary, you're not moving around, it's possible you're not really properly digesting that food and it's regurgitating. Um, it could be related to spicy food. So if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type and you eat a lot of spicy food, you're going to raise your temperature even more, which is going to give, make it more likely that you have heartburn, right? Um, and so, yes, it can be related to spicy food. You know, if you're having jalapenos and, and um, you know, cayenne peppers and things like that, and you are of a hot dynamic metabolic type, it's just going to make you hotter and you're going to have more of a propensity to have heartburn. And so the, the term heartburn uh, is, is there to tell us that something is burning. It's too hot. There's too much acid. 
Um, and oftentimes it's not that your stomach is making too much acid as is commonly thought. It's because there's something else making, making the acid. So either it's the foods that you're eating that are contributing too much acidity. So if you eat a lot of red meat and you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, you're going to increase the acid. Um, if you eat very spicy food and you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, you're going to increase the acid, which will increase the burning. Um, but it's not so much that your stomach is making too much acid, which is why I don't recommend a lot of Tums and, and antacids, because the problem is not that your stomach is making too much acid the vast majority of time. It's either something related to your diet, you know, that's conflicting with your dynamic metabolic type, um, or there's an infection. When there's an infection present in the stomach or small intestine, the bugs that are there causing the infection also have a metabolism. And so they often will eat your food, right? And then they will spew out toxins as a byproduct of their own metabolism. Uh, and so those toxins tend to be uh, full of lactic acid and other types of metabolic acids that are not good for us. Not typically hydrochloric acid that your stomach would make. So the, the feeling is the same. You feel like there's something burning but it's not because your stomach's making too much acid. It's because an unwelcome visitor is making too much acid or you're eating foods that are not suitable for you. So how do you know if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type and what do you do about that? So we're gonna tackle that after our next commercial break. These are great questions, thank you so much. And we will be right back after this commercial break and we'll talk about a hot met metabolic type and what to do about it. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly one million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. 
Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milena Riobe. Today we're talking about food temperature and why it matters and how you can take advantage of that. Uh, so I think, I think we <laughs> Comment, uh, oh my God, bugs eating my food inside me, Chris. <laughs> they gotta eat too, right? <laughs> um, that's why prebiotics are important, right? So uh, I don't think I ever finished that thought. So let me do that now. Um, the white potato, right? So if you eat it warm, it's calories. So um, bad bugs can eat that and you digest that. If you cool the white, white potato down, right, um, you actually change its configuration and you turn it into what's called a prebiotic. And what that does is it's no longer uh, food that you will digest. Um, now your good bugs, the good guys, the ones that you want to be there defending you and protecting you will eat that. So uh, prebiotics don't count as calories for us, uh, but they are food for our good bacteria that help defend us against the icky bugs that eat our food and cause acidity, right? Uh, and so uh, white potatoes are a prebiotic. Uh, green plantains are also a prebiotic. So that's a staple in the Caribbean, uh, green plantains. Um, you can boil them. Uh, we deep fry them in the Caribbean. Uh, they're super good. Um, but uh, it's a little healthier if you boil it and you can have it like a root vegetable. Um, as soon as it turns yellow, you know, or it loses its green hue, it becomes more sugary. And so it becomes more, uh, it becomes calories for us. But when it's green, it's not calories for us, but it serves as food or what we call prebiotics for our good bacteria that we want to flourish in the gut. Um, green bananas are also a prebiotic. Uh, again, you would just eat it like a root vegetable. You could boil it um, and have it like you would a potato or a sweet potato, anything like that. Um, and then also uh, white rice that you cook and then you cool it down. Uh, that will be a prebiotic. Um, and also the last thing is uh, oatmeal. There, there are lots of others. Um, those are just the ones that, that are coming to mind. Oatmeal, uh, just cooked. You don't have to cool the oatmeal down for it to be a prebiotic. Uh, but those are foods that will help crowd out the icky bugs and support the good bugs that don't cause all the acidity and the heartburn and the problems. Um, so uh, thanks for reminding me of that. 
And so a hot dynamic metabolic type, right? How do you know if you are that? So people with a hot dynamic metabolic type will feel hot all the time, right? Um, they'll be the ones, uh, you know, wanting to turn the air conditioner on all the time, the fan on all the time. Um, they never feel cold, right? They always want to be in a cooler environment. Um, they may feel thirsty as well. So they might, uh, they're the ones that feel thirsty and they want the ice in their water. They're always trying to cool themselves down. So those people have a hot dynamic metabolic type. Now, again, you can know if you're deficient or excessive uh, by doing our burnout assessment, but because we're talking about temperature, we're just gonna talk about hot. Um, and so again, the treatment based in Eastern medicine is if you're too hot, you need to cool yourself down. And so what are cooling foods? So cooling foods tend to be raw foods. So um, someone with a very hot dynamic metabolic type would be a great vegan or vegetarian because a lot of times those foods will be raw. Um, you know, so you could do a raw vegan diet. It'll only be useful for as long as it takes for to bring your temperature down to normal. If you continue a raw vegan diet beyond where it's useful, you will slip into a cold dynamic metabolic type and then you'll have problems from that. So that's why um, women in particular are not great vegans for very long. Um, so you may have a hot dynamic metabolic type, uh, but if as soon as you reach normal, if you don't make changes to your diet and start eating spicier, warmer foods, you're going to go kind of over the other side of the mountain and go into another imbalanced state. So you wanna be very careful. So as soon as you don't feel hot all the time, you can also take your temperature first thing in the morning and that'll give you a decent idea. Um, so if you, as soon as you start not feeling hot all the time, the thirst is, is going away and, and you don't have those feelings anymore, then it's time to think about how do I level out so that I don't keep doing all this raw food and you know, go into a different imbalanced state. So you wanna to get to the top of the mountain, you don't wanna overdo it and go you know, down the other side and lose balance. And so other things that are cooling, right? Um, there aren't that many cooling spices, but peppermint, dandelion, tarragon um, are three cooling spices. Um, citrus fruits tend to be cooling. So lemon, grapefruit tends to be cooling. Um, and so putting lemon in your water, if you are of a hot dynamic metabolic type, will help bring your temperature down to normal. Um, also, uh, tropical fruits are cooling, but again, they're very calorie rich, so just be cautious with them. So I'm talking about bananas, watermelons, um, uh, pineapple, you know, things that are tropical will drop temperature. Uh, so if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type and having watermelon, or having uh, bananas is going to cool you down, but it's gonna come at a cost of a lot of calories. So that may not be the most effective way to cool down uh, unless you know, you're very active, unless maybe you're an elite athlete or a triathlete or something, and you're just gonna burn those calories off, then you can do that. But if, if you're trying to watch the calories, um, you know, trying to watch your weight, then citrus fruits would be better. Greens would be better. Um, so greens drinks are very beneficial to drop temperature because greens are cooling by their nature. And if you have them raw, they're very cooling. Uh, and so 
those are some things you can do. Uh, cruciferous vegetables are also cooling. Um, and if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, you want to avoid hot, spicy food. You want to avoid red and gamey meats because those tend to be overall very warming. So you don't want to, you know, add hot to hot. You want to be very cautious um, that you're balancing things out. Um, fish tends to be neutral to cooling. Um, shellfish is very cooling. Uh, you know, so again, if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, shellfish would be beneficial uh, to cool you down. Uh, and that's pretty much pure protein, right? So it's not going to put on weight uh, like calorie, like uh, carbs would. Um, what else here? Um, fish oil is cooling, um, mostly green drinks, you know. So there are very few cooling proteins, but shellfish is one, fish is another. Um, pork is kind of neutral, so it won't make you hotter. Um, but pretty much every other form of protein is a little bit on the warm side. So um, red and gamey meats are super hot. Uh, so you want to really be cautious with them if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type. Poultry and eggs tend to be, you know, warm, but not hot. So, you know, in order to make sure you're getting enough protein, if you're not a vegan or a vegetarian, you can have those uh, sources. Soy is a cooling form of protein. Uh, so soy, tofu, tempeh uh, will help drop body temperature. So if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, those are great sources of uh, cooling proteins. Um, let's see. I, I still, I do not recommend iced beverages to try and cool down. So again, that, that tends to be a bit shocking and it makes it really hard for your stomach to digest. So just be cautious with, with ice and frozen foods and things, even if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type. Um, make sure. Okay, no questions. Let's see how much time do we have? A couple minutes. Yeah, so um, let's see, what else is cooling? talked about citrus, tropical fruits, um, olive oil, coconut oil is somewhat cooling. Olive oil is kind of neutral to, to warming. Um, so if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type or cold dynamic metabolic type, you can still use olive oil. You can still use uh, um, avocado oil. You can use, uh, let's see, grapeseed oil, those are all things that will keep your temperature fairly neutral. So whether you're hot or cold, you can still have those foods and be uh, in, a, in a safe zone, right? So the idea is first, what's my dynamic metabolic type? Am I hot? Am I cold? Am I deficient? Am I excess? If you're neutral, then you kind of do a little bit of both, right? So if your body temperature is neither too hot or cold, if you're 98.6, you don't feel hot, you don't feel cold, you're neutral but you're tired, right? So you have perhaps a neutral temperature deficient dynamic metabolic type or a neutral temperature excessive dynamic metabolic type. You still wanna be careful about the foods that you eat because you wanna stay neutral. So you don't wanna go on a tear and eat a bunch of spicy foods for extended periods of time because then you could tip yourself over to becoming a hot dynamic metabolic type and that would actually make you feel worse. Uh, same thing if you if you tip the scales in the other direction. If you have a normal body temperature and you eat foods that are too cold, you're always having, you go on a raw vegan diet, for example, but you do it for too long. 
So if you have a neutral uh, temperature, you may not be a great vegan for more than just a couple of months. You may have to give yourself a break um, or make sure that you're spicing up your food to the point where your temperature stays pretty stable. Um, and you can just check your body temperature. That's a quick, easy thing to do to know if you're going off one side or the other and going out of balance. So if you're going to take your temperature, make sure you take it first thing in the morning when you wake up, before you eat or drink anything, before you brush your teeth or before you move around too much because your temperature will fluctuate, um, you know, based on those types of things. So let me see. We have time maybe for one more question. My grandmother was a baker. She always said, her weight gain was because she touched and breathed in sugar, flour, et cetera, from her work environment. Could this be true? I'm not sure that would be true. Um, I know that as a baker, as a cook, you have to taste your food quite a bit. But um, I also know, you know, bakers and, and chefs that are in pretty good shape, you know, even though they have to taste their food, right? So probably something else going on, right? Um, and again, if, if, you know, someone has a restricted diet for too long, right? In Chinese medicine, they do not like restrictive diets for very extended periods of time. Um, so they say to only do a restrictive diet for as long as it suits you, and then to broaden your diet after that so that you don't go out of balance. So even if you are a hot dynamic metabolic type and you're going to become a raw vegan to balance yourself out, there comes a point where you have to level that out. If you overdo it, you're gonna get you're gonna not feel well because of another imbalance. You're gonna get too cold. Um, you might deplete yourself if you do that for too long. So, you know, people that have restrictive diets. So, depending on what she baked, right? If she kept having the same foods for too long, that may have injured her metabolism and caused the weight gain. Hard to tell, but that's a great question. But I don't think inhaling and touching sugar is going to cause weight gain. It's probably something else that was uh, going on there. So I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, as always, excellent questions. I love your comments, your feedback. Um, thank you so, so much. And um, it's been a pleasure uh, helping everyone out hopefully today. And until next time, I wish you many blessings. If you have any questions, you can uh, email us at uh, drriobe at awakenedwellnessnow.com. You can visit our website, awakenedwellnessnow.com. We have launched our uh, Wellness Warrior nine-week transformation program, our online coaching class. So if you're interested, check out our website and uh, book a call to speak with me, and I'll let you know how I can help you. Thanks so much. Until next time, many blessings. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash awakened wellness and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network.
This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. <laughs> 